Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joe. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joe. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Say the Lord. Bob here at the Tell It Like It Is radio program. Good to have you with us tonight. We are broadcasting 9-11-2022, and so you can be listening to this live or 
or on a podcast later. We've got a radio show here. It's a live radio show on an AM station in Dickinson, North Dakota. We've been doing this for 20-some years. We've got also being picked up by KDIX.net and then, of course, Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Thanks to Brother Duran and the team there. And we get a lot of people texting us from all over the place. Uh, Dickinson people, of course, our area. We have people listening across the nation and sometimes even around the world. Not Don't get a lot of inf- uh, people from around the world, but occasionally. And so that's always kind of fun. I do this for my psychotherapy. Uh, many times I just want to tell the whole world something. So I get on the radio and start screaming into this microphone, get it off my chest, and I'm good for another week. <laughs> so Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730. I've got a lot of people texting me already, which you can do by texting 701 Zero seven eight six two. Um, let's see. We've got. Uh, let's see. I should just start looking. We've got Brother Jones with his traditional tell it. He said, Brother Johnson tuning in from Gold Canyon, Arizona, with a beautiful picture of a beautiful sunset. We've got um, Sister Jody listening in Harvey, James, Jody, Skyly, Evely, and Malachi. All right, we've got Nathaniel listening tonight up by Park River. And we've got um, Brother Griffith listening. Becky and Luke listening from Beulah Bay tonight in North Dakota. Missed those guys in church today. I wasn't sure where they were, but it was. It's, I'm glad to hear they're tuning in now. Sister Brett's is listening. She's a faithful listener, sweet lady up in Kildare. And she comes to church, and she tells me she listens during the week to the Tell It Like It Is radio show podcast. That's nice. Brother Lopez is listening. Nine eleven twenty two down in Texas. The, um, like, fire shut up in his bones, Brother Johnson said. The Lunas are listening in Wapaton tonight. No, I didn't bring my, my guitar. Just about did. Thought about doing it. And I just got lazy and didn't do it. We've got Abe and Sierra listening tonight. Are you guys driving and listening, or are you are you at home, I wonder? Let's see. Dwayne and Fawn listening tonight. Good to have them with us. Text me, 701-290-7862. Just doing a shout-out. Um, Brother Griffith told me that they are having their, their conference this coming week, and so uh, up in Great Falls, if you want some information on that, I can give, give that to you, the uh, impartation concert, conference. Also this week we have, um, on Saturday, our daughter work in Beach is having their dedication of their new building. and So that's exciting. That'll be Saturday at 1 o'clock. And then outside of that we have our regular services, Beach Tuesday night, Dickinson Wednesday night, Sunday morning. Bowman, our, our work down there is, is Wednesday night and Sunday morning. So just got a lot of good things going on this week. We have um, the... Uh, at the dedication in, in Beach, we have uh, Brother David Puckett going to be doing the dedication, and Brother Barnhill will be the speaker this coming Saturday. And then um, this 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 particular Wednesday, uh, our church in Dickinson doesn't know this because I just finalized it, but Gabe Fuentes, one of the ministers from our Bismarck Church, will be ministering here in Dickinson this Wednesday night. <clears throat> 
I'm not sure if I will be here or not. My wife, my mom is in the hospital in Bismarck, and so we'll be I'll be spending many evenings that I can down there. Bismarck's about a hundred miles to the east of Dickinson, so so I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing all week, but I know my mom is is um, in the hospital there, and I don't know if she's listening. She might possibly be. She could be. Uh, we've got let's see who's Archie. Archie's listening um, tonight. Don't know that we've got uh, Yvonne listening. Is Marin with her listening? Yes, Marin's listening. And um, so the uh, the Jeff Sobergs are listening up at camp, and um, and they were thankful for the Ramses loaning them the Ramses, and they are the Ramses are some wonderful people. So, all right, well I've I've already did that, and um, gonna have I got some music lined up tonight, not live music. Oh, the Matherns are listening. Good to have them listening tonight. And the birthday girl, Ella, I'm sure she's she's listening. All right, here we go. Proverbs 20.13. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and glad you're here. Proverbs 20.13, it says, Love not sleep, lest thou come to poverty. Open thine eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. Also, Proverbs 23.21, it says, For the drunkard and the glutton, shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Many times, 15 times, the word poverty is found in the Bible, 11 times alone in the book of Proverbs, and very often it has to do with excess sleep, laziness, drunkenness, gluttony. And in our day, I'll probably mention this, a new thing can be added to the list, and that's just wasting time online. These things... I believe will lead us to different types of poverty. Let me just say this, that in America, you can even be lazy and survive because of the richness of this country. Um, you know, it's it's just a wonderful country to live in. And like I say, you can even not even apply yourself and still survive. And so uh, maybe maybe that's not been your experience. Maybe you're just struggling for every, every nickel you have. But I'm just telling you that... Um, I own a business here in town, and I've watched people that barely work, still survive, can support a family, and and um, it's an amazing country. It really is. I, I want to title this the the sleeping giant of our potential. I want to I want to just title it that, and it's going to be a, another practical, uh, tell it like it is radio program. Now I'm going to make some disclaimers to start with. I'm not saying that we should all become workaholics, work, 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 never take any time to sleep or relax. Certainly I'm not saying that, um, but what I am saying is that we need to get the important things in our life done. We need to prioritize. Uh, we need to, um, if we're going to go anywhere in life, we've, we've got to watch the lazy um, epidemic so that it doesn't get us. I'm afraid that many people in our society are out of balance. Many people in our culture especially are out of balance. Uh, notice in our text in Proverbs 23:21, it says, The drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Now, gluttony certainly has is applied to overeating, which, which uh, I guess in America we're guilty of, but 
I want to apply the word gluttony tonight in a broader sense to overindulgence in anything. Now, Pentecostal people don't own televisions, and we don't watch Hollywood movies. That's one of our trademarks, and I'm thankful for that. Aren't you thankful for that? If you're a Pentecostal person, that's something that we've preached and taught for many, many years. Just we saw the dangers, the evils of of television, of Hollywood, and so we've advised as pastors and elders, we've advised our people not to have these things in our home, not to partake of them, whether by television set or telephone or computer, uh, in any venue, just not to do that. And so... Um, and I, I feel good about that. I'm not afraid of, I, I was, there was a man that's very high up in the Pentecostal movement told me one time that those are things that should be saved for discipleship classes. And I'm like, I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm glad. And I'm, and I'll shout it out on the radio. I think one of the best things you can do for yourself and your family is to, um, take your television set tonight after you listen to this and take it out into the dumpster, all of the ones in your home and throw them away <coughs> and cut off all the wasteful movies, and you'll be in good um, company because Pentecostal people, and let me just tell you this, educated people even all over the world have done the same thing. But there is a gluttony that can even happen to Pentecostal people of of mindless entertainment, games, uh, wasteful activities that really don't do any good. And, and tonight I want to talk about those things. I want to just... That was my introduction. But I want to talk about, are you interested? Do you have a desire to be the very best that you can be and to live your life to the fullest? That, that's my question. And if that's your desire, keep listening tonight. If it's not your desire, turn, turn it off now. Big ride stage, and I do my dance while the 
walk humbly with your God. That was a guy named Stephen Curtis Chapman. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, talking about the sleeping giant of your potential. Just um, Tonight as I do my radio show, I just want to shout out a shout to my mom. I don't think she's listening tonight. She's very, very sick, 92 years old in the hospital in Bismarck, and, and um, love my mom. Just been a great, great mom. And I'm just saying that because I'm thinking about her. We're talking about tonight this concept of being the very best we can be, living life to the fullest. I'm 64 years old, and I feel like I've already lived more life than most people will ever live in our generation simply because I haven't been wasting it watching other people live their lives on, on a television set or, of course, now there's so many different ways to watch those types of things. But what a, what a decision. You know, what thankful that I had a pastor that preached that, and, and we believed that. But tonight I want to tell you that you can be a glutton in a lot of areas. You can be a glutton with social media. You can be a glutton with gaming, online gaming, computer games, those type of things. Uh, I am watching people waste, I mean waste their lives playing those stupid games. Um, They're stealing away from their life, from a full and productive life. Uh, Right now at um, 8.22 Mountain Time, there are people playing mindless computer games, when they could be spending time with their family, they could be reading, they could be 
somehow improving themselves, <coughs> learning something. They could be maybe going to bed early so they can get up early to work, but instead they'll stay up very late and be tired tomorrow at work. And because of that, they'll never advance. There are people playing mindless computer games instead of praying, instead of reading their Bibles. And I'm, I'm just saying that if you want to do that, I mean, it's a free country. But there is a potential inside all of us, and it doesn't matter what your age, you could still strive for it. But life is too short to just waste on things like that. Now, the results of laziness and being sidetracked, uh, the selfish time-wasting that I was just talking about, is, according to Scripture, poverty. And there are several different kinds of poverty that I'd like to address tonight. <clears throat> it's not just financial poverty, but it certainly could be. If you tuned in at the beginning of the show, <clears throat> you heard me say something that even in America, even lazy people can still survive because there is so much wealth in this country. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to tell you I love America. I'm not anti-American, even in a little way. But if you think Americans are the hardest working people in the world, that's not necessarily true. There are many countries where people work very hard, but they have very little. But they work very hard. That's why people want to come to America so much, because they can work hard here and really, really succeed. But one of the results of laziness and selfish time-wasting is financial poverty. Behind on your bills not going anywhere financially. Everything you own is broken. Um, you know, it takes time to take care of your things. It takes time to take care of your vehicles. It, it really does. It, it takes time uh, to, my dad used to say, my dad was in the car business for many years. He said the best maintenance you can do on your car is to wash it and clean it. And his reasoning was, if you feel good about it, you'll take care of the rest of it. And that's true. You know, if you if you let your car look like a piece of junk all the time and you never take care of it, pretty soon that's the way the motor's going to go, that's the way everything's going to go on the car. And so these scriptures in Proverbs, even though these were written thousands of years ago in Proverbs 24, Proverbs 6, they apply today as much as they've ever applied, even though... Our things are different, and our technology is different. Still, to uh, take care of our things is is very, very important. The um, Proverbs Proverbs six verses six through eleven. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, thou you lazy person. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou rise out of thy sleep? That's my question on the radio tonight. When, when will we quit wasting our time with just dumb things? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. And so it's going to be like, your poverty is going to come against you, and um, you won't be able to stop it. 
because of your wasteful activities. You know, uh, Proverbs 24.30 says very similar things. I went by the field of the slothful, Proverbs 24.30 through 34, I went by the field of the slothful, by the vineyard of the man void of understanding, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw, considered it well, I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. And so many times our laziness and lack of self-discipline in our lives can bring financial poverty. It can bring uh, poverty, like I say, your, your roof now had a leak, but now it's destroyed. It, it can bring uh, your car to where you have to buy a new car very, very often, where you wouldn't have to if you took care of it. And so now you have to work even more hours to try to make those car payments and so on. You know, there is a great feeling when you prioritize your life and get the things done that need to be done so that you truly can do something else. But there is a pressure, a a, a real, uh, just a, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll just say pressure again. There is a pressure, anxiety, that's the word I was looking for, when we leave things undone and then we're just wasting our lives. We let everything begin to pile up and there's an anxiety that happens. And so, uh, number one, today there is a potential inside all of us to do better even in uh, financial ways, and and as you know, if you listen regularly, I'm not. This program's not about that. I'm not, you know, a Dave Ramsey course here. But I'm just telling you that that if you plan your work, work your plan, get to work on time, get to bed on time, so you can get to work on time, um, and really apply yourself on your job, uh, you'll be the manager of just about any place you work at. Number two, uh, there's a poverty that comes because we don't take care of our relationships. Uh, there, it takes work, it takes um, effort to have friendships, to have a family, to have relationships with your family, with your friends. It takes an effort to meet somebody for lunch. Lazy, undisciplined, or sidetracked people, um, you're not going to have good relationships. You know, there there is, you know, when I'm talking about these time-wasting things, many years ago I was installing some windows in the south side of Dickinson. There was a man there that had an apartment, and he worked full-time. He said, I'd like to take the day off when you install the windows. I said, that's fine. And so, nice young man, probably late 20s, maybe early 30s, and he was playing a video game the whole time I was installing his windows, but he was a very nice young man. So, as I was coming in and out of the house with, you know, with the windows, and as I was working, I would just 
talked to him and I said, are you um, married? Or he said, no. I said, do you have a girlfriend? He said, no, no, no girlfriend. And I thought to myself, if I was 30 and I didn't have a girlfriend, I wasn't married, I wouldn't be playing video games. I'd probably, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd probably uh, be up at Walmart helping people with their groceries or something, trying to meet somebody. I, you know, I mean, it takes the, these, you know, maybe I should have just renamed the program. Don't play these stupid games. Maybe that's what I should have named it. But there are people that don't even care about their relationships. These video games are, are even taking away the natural sex drive that God has given people. And they're getting sidetracked with that from, from even that. Now, here again, if I was doing a, a program on on marriage, that, that would that would make more sense. But I, I'm I'm telling you that that God has given us natural things that you know. I mean, loving our our spouses. I mean, these video games are taking the place of that. Um, you know, there is there is a. Uh, you know, it, it's just a very sad thing, and and the reason I'm picking on these games is because the addictive quality of these. Not everybody that plays these games has a problem with it. I know that, and some of the games are not evil, and I understand that. And some of you parents try to use them as a reward system for your children, and I know that you're fighting with your children about that because once they start, it's very difficult. Uh, they're sneaking. They're they're crying because they can't play them. I, I get it because they're very addictive. The games really are. But some way, somehow, we're hurting our children. I, I would rather teach my children to shingle a roof than to to play a video game. I'd rather teach my children to play the guitar than to play a video game or to read a history book than to play a video game. And now there are so many interesting history books that are fictional history even that are enjoyable to read that you could you could maybe turn your children towards um and reading could be a time waster also but if it's good reading uh informational reading uh that can really help us uh there i would have to say and i'm not an expert on this maybe somebody could chime in that's in the educational field but I'm going to say that our children, because of these terrible, wasteful video games, are becoming a lot worse students. I mean, is that is that too broad of a brush, or is that too general? Maybe somebody set me straight on that, and I'll be quick to back down on it. But I, I think, I don't know how we rate in the world as far as our children's education, but I don't think it's right up there with a lot of nations. And it's because in America we've allowed our children to get sidetracked with this online gluttony, I'm calling it. I'm kind of wound up. You know, I mean, I know if you listen to this program a lot, you hear me touch on this. You know, I'm kind of dedicating the whole program to it. But but um, Pastor Bob has an addictive personality. I can't play those games. So maybe I'm just mad, right? That's why I'm beating up on him. But... One of if I have any claim to success at all, if I connect with people when I talk at all, my claim to success is this: I think we're kind of all the same. 
I think the human condition is predictable. I, I mean, I, we're not all exactly the same. I understand that. But I think that if I'm going through something that you would understand what I'm going through, if you're going through something, I can understand what you're going through. And this topic about, you know, let, let me read my text again. The drunkard, and I've talked about that many times on this show, the glutton shall come to poverty and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Tonight I'm talking about the gluttony of not just overeating, but the gluttony of overindulging in entertainment. the box all day morning night and noon never leave the room dinner on a little tray couch potato living on remote control couch potato vcr has got your soul couch potato you'll make the reruns of the brady bunch but you won't even make your baby lunch You think that's life? No, 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 no Mash three times a day What's Oprah got to say? Gotta leave her for the beat What's on HBO? For all the water No check Van I have before you leave Couch potato
Oh, that's on the Tell It Like It Is show playlist. A guy named Billy Crockett, Coach Potato. Still relevant today, I think. Uh, boy, I'm getting a lot of people texting me, and nobody's mad. I think everybody knows what I'm saying is true. Here's somebody, I don't know who this is, and I should maybe know this, but it said, let me read this to you. All middle and high schools in Grand Forks have less than 40% proficiency in reading and math, and one high school is at 20% proficiency in both vital areas. I ran for school board earlier this year and was dumbfounded that parents had no questions about proficiencies. All of their questions were about money and policies, etc., Wow. The, um, you know, um, here's here's one from a, a pretty smart lady. Having games on your phone and being able to entertain yourself 24 hours is taking away people's ability to connect with one another socially and can lead to much of the depression going on in this world. People need to be to physically and socially interact with one another to feel fulfilled in life. Signed, Shalista. The um, uh, somebody sent me a picture of a graph, which was really interesting. Of course, I can't show you that on the radio, but tying in, you know, work to poverty, uh, just the time wasting. We're talking about awakening the giant of your potential. Awakening the giant of your potential. Okay, that is Sister Beth. I should know that. When I saw Grand Forks, that should have clued me in. So. These, the gluttony of entertainment, the gluttony of time wasting is um, certainly up there. And, and, you know, I mean, we should talk about gluttony, that uh, overeating and so on. That's, that's talked about in the Bible. And I'm not trying to avoid the subject, but it's not my subject tonight. But I want to just talk about how it's very similar to what we're talking about, to drunkenness and overeating gluttony, this gluttony of time-wasting, of, of entertainment. It can ruin relationships, as many of you are, are piping in about, which I'm so thankful that you are. Um, how about this, relation relational poverty. Let me, let me spend some time here. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting, getting out of time here, but how about because of our laziness and because of our time-wasting that other people have to carry your weight for you. Think about this. You know, most people, most families want to help each other. So Billy is 35 years old, and he plays video games into the wee hours of the night, and now Billy is working part-time at a restaurant because he can't wake up to work full-time. Nothing wrong with working at a restaurant. That's an honorable work, hard work. But now Billy can't work full-time because he can't get enough sleep because he's wasting his life playing these stupid games. So now Billy's family is worried because Billy's cars broke down and Billy's wife has no way to, to get the kids anywhere and Billy's kids don't have clothes. And now Billy might be getting evicted because his rent went up. And so the responsible people in Billy's life are taking care of him. Is that what we want? I mean, do you want to be a taker instead of a giver? Because wasting your life will turn you into a taker. 
That that's why these government programs many times are so maxed out. It's not that people couldn't work, folks. Unless you're blind, we are living in a culture. You know, I own Simon's Homes here in town. We can't find people to work for us. We really can't. You know, we've we've got I've got some of my grandkids working for us. Thank God for that. Uh, we've got we've got um, you know I've got some I got a faithful man, his son that works for us. Um, my son and I work for a company. I've got a great salesman and a secretary, but it's very difficult to find people that want to work. And because of that, people are upset because they don't have anything and even get upset at their loved ones. I heard about one time a guy that was upset at his mom, and this is what he told his mom. Well, you never paid for my college. Well, who said parents are supposed to pay for your college? I mean, is there anybody listening to me out there that paid their own college? I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know what I'm talking about now when I was younger. You see, why are we expecting for anybody to pay for anything for us? Many times, it's because we're wasting our life. You know, saying you're too busy. Um. You know, let, let me just reverse this. Maybe you're saying you're too busy to help other people. That's that's a bunch of baloney when you're wasting your time doing something else. Oh, Pastor Bob, I've been really busy. You know, I sorry, I can't get to Wednesday night services. I've been, been busy. Busy doing what? It really is a form of dishonesty to waste our lives on our computers and on our phones. Like I say, now you're, uh, this is a live radio broadcast. <coughs> Pentecostal people don't have like televisions and movies because we've decided against those things. And if you're listening to me and you're not a Pentecostal, which I'm hoping, I've got hundreds of people doing that right now in Dickinson. Um, I'm just going to tell you, even though we've made that decision about television and movies, we're not immune to time-wasting. You know, bailing people out who are lazy or spend their time playing games and goofing around can cause people to become burned out or even angry. You know, like like when you're, when you're, um, what what is now? What's the word I'm looking for? It's not codependent, but but when you 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 facilitate other people um, to be lazy because you're making up the difference for them. What what what's the word I'm looking? Somebody text me that word. You're you're facilitating laziness in others. Um, you know, I was talking to a guy. One time I was preaching in South Dakota, and this guy just showed up in church. He was a psychiatrist. One of the things that he did as a psychiatrist, he was counseling a lot of grandparents, he told me, that are raising their grandchildren because the kids are goofing off. They're they're just partying all the time, and they're not taking care of their own kids, and grandparents are getting a little bitter, not that they don't love their grandchildren, not that they're not willing to take care of their grandchildren. But... They're getting bitter because of enabling. Okay, I think that is the word, enabling, yeah. Thank you, Sierra. Enabler, yeah, Beth said that too. How many other people? Yeah, Ben Simon said enable. He's one of the co-hosts of this broadcast. Thank you. That was a really big word. 
Dale Jones said enabling. Boy, who else is going to say this? Well, anyway, when we enable people to be lazy, it creates a frustration. See, the Apostle Paul said if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. And so you can be lazy and not work, you can be a sleeper and not work, or you can be playing these stupid games and not work. You know, this, this um, people listening to me, don't you want to pay your own way? Don't you want to make your own way? Or, or do you want to just goof around and have the people that love you make up the difference? You know, you know what would make me so happy today? No matter who's listening, this this program I always mention Acts two thirty eight. I don't know how I'm going to fit it into this program, but that's how you're saved. Peter said, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." That's Acts two thirty eight. I'm going to fit it in here. Um, that's how you're saved. You know, being getting rid of your video games won't take you to heaven. Okay, they certainly could take you to hell. But one of the things that would make me so happy is if somebody listening to me tonight would be like, you know what, I'm done with that stuff. And they would just go home and get rid of it. And start living life to the fullest. For instance, uh, playing video games is bad for children's health. It's bad for their eyes. It's bad for their uh, health. I mean, wouldn't it be better to be out exercising, riding bikes? I'm so thankful when I was a kid there wasn't such a thing. We we did a lot of stuff. And I'm not saying, here again, I'm not against entertainment. I'm not. I'm not against uh, relaxing, sleeping, having fun with your family, playing a game of Monopoly with your children or your, your you know, some of the people in our church like love to play games. They like to get together as families. The kids play, the, the adults play. I'm, I'm, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. There's interaction there. There's, you know, we're social creatures. Do you know this, that on Sundays in America, our culture used to be that Sunday was a day to go to church and a day that people would visit. People would get together after church for meals. Families would get together. There were, there were, people playing ball games in the park, you know, those type of things. See, that is good for us. You know, this, this, um, you know, there is a self-pity that can happen to lazy people. Nobody's helping me. No, nobody is helping me. I, I, I don't even have a car. You know, I, we're willing to help people. But I can't tell you, it's been several times in my life when a homeless person and I are talking <coughs> that I've walked out to our car lot at our church, at our new church. I just I did this a while back at our old church, and I'd say, you see all these cars here? Because, you know, they say, I don't have a car. I, don't, I can't get here to there. I'll say, no, we can help you, but you see all these cars here? The people that own these cars are working, and they're paying for the cars. Some of them are paid off. Some of them are... They take loans out, and some of these people do have nice cars, and I'm thankful that they do. They work hard. They're generous with their money to help others, to help the kingdom of God. Yes, they own a car. Yes, they own a house. That doesn't make you materialistic. You can be materialistic and own nothing. 
because it's what you think of those things is what makes you materialistic. Our team leader that goes to the women's prison said, salvation from entertainment obesity. <laughs> or gluttony, we should say. You know, um, I, you know this, this program, I'm not going to finish it. That's okay. That's fine. But you're getting the point. Like, we're wasting our lives. Nobody on their deathbed wishes they would have beat that last version of the video game. Nobody. Nobody wishes, oh, let me live one more day so I can so I can beat that last version, the newest version of this computer online game. Now, Pastor Bob, I, I indulge in some games. I, I like to sit down and play a game of chess occasionally, or uh, uh, I like to play cribbage. It's a game my dad taught me. It's a, it's a card game with a board, and, um, and those are really the only two games I like to play. Um, I will play other games with my grandkids just because they, they like to play games. <coughs> but th- this is, um, let, let, let me just move into this before the program's over. What about spiritual poverty? You know, I talked about financial poverty. I talked about relational poverty. Now, what about spiritual poverty? You know, you know the, the people are wasting their lives. You know, I pastor a really good church and People are on board with what I preach. But, you know, over the years of pastoring, I've got people that will never go to a marriage retreat. Like, they just won't go. Uh, They probably have excuses that they're too busy. You know, they won't go to a church camp or a conference. You know, this... You know, to me... It's crazy that people use the excuse, especially video gamers, that they're too busy. Too busy to come to a midweek church service. You know, over the years of pastoring, now we have church Sunday school at 10, a worship service at 11, and then a church service on Wednesday nights at 7.30. And I have pastored long enough and met people that can barely make it there for the 11 o'clock service. And it seems like they're doing it kind of to pay their dues or or put in their time, maybe. There are people that I pastor that will come to church in the most severe weather conditions, even when they shouldn't come. But I've met others that can't come to church because it's slippery, but they'll go to Walmart on the same day. You know, there. I'm telling you that spiritual disciplines like prayer, Bible study, Bible reading, fasting, church attendance, uh, reaching the lost—all of these are disciplines. They take discipline. You, if you're not doing these things and you're wasting time on time-wasting activities that mean nothing, that can't be pleasing to God. It, it just can't. Now, Pastor Bob, I, I, you know, I'll be transparent. There's some things I enjoy doing. Like I like to read the news when I get a chance. I, I like to sit down and read the news. But Pastor Bob also likes to pray. And those two things can be conflict with each other. 
Uh, there are days, my best days, which are most of my days, I usually do my praying in the morning before my phone starts ringing and so on. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes on Sundays I don't do my praying until after the radio show, just the way my day Now, this Sunday was different. I was able to get my praying done before before church this morning. And when I say get my praying, I have a prayer list. I pray. I, you know, I, it's just something I do that has been a huge blessing to me and even to others, I, I believe. It's just one of the greatest things that I've ever, ever done. And I haven't done it all my life. But ever since I've done it, I mean, I'm, I, I see miracles. I mean, like miracles. But anyhow, there are days that I catch myself reading the news before I've done my praying. Is God pleased with that? Like reading the news, I, I do it because I want to stay on top of things, but I just kind of enjoy it. But could I could I possibly say if I read the news that I'm too busy to pray? No, that's a lie. That's dishonest. You're never going to get anywhere with God by being lazy, undisciplined, or sidetracked. Never. Ephesians 5.14 says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that, that, that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. As I mentioned several times, Pastor Bob pastors the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, our address is 501 Elks Drive. We bought the Elks building, and we are um, own most of the building, but they still have a very nice restaurant in the basement that they own, and they're great neighbors. Actually, uh, it's been we've been getting along just great with them, and I know and I hope they think the same of us. I believe they do. But you can't miss our church. It's right on Interstate 94. It's a giant building. It's got a big old sign on it: New Life Pentecostal Church. Our building will hold 500 people. We're not there yet, so we have room for you. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30, 501 Elks Drive. If you are a praying person, come early. We gather together. There's a room that we meet in before church, and we pray together. We, we There's some soft music going, and we just spend that time in prayer, specifically for the service. Well, speaking of prayer, there's a man named Tim listening today that <coughs> requested prayer for his family. I'm not sure exactly what's wrong. Uh, I'll pray for that right now. Lord Jesus, I pray for Tim. God, whatever this need is in his family, I ask you to touch him and meet this need, Lord. I, I just pray that you would do this in the name of Jesus. But on, I just, I, I wanted to get that in. Uh, on Sunday morning, Sunday school at 10 o'clock, we also have Sunday school classes for the adults too. So it's not just for children. And the classes for the children are age appropriate. So, uh, we have different different ages, different classes, um, great Sunday school teachers. That's at 10 o'clock Sunday mornings. At 11 o'clock is our worship service. So both services are Sunday morning. We we want you to come to both. On um, on Tuesday nights in Beach, they have at the Beach Community Center, they have a worship service there, Bible study worship service at 7.30. And on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, in Beach, or is it 10.30? I'm getting mixed up. I think it's 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings in Beach, and then on in Bowman, 7.30 Wednesday nights, 10.30 Sunday mornings. 
So that's that's some of the churches around here. Remember, this Saturday, we we are finished with our beach church, and the beach church is um, we're having a church dedication on Saturday. A meal following it starts at one one o'clock. So remember that. Oh, let's see. No, it's not at the Beach Community Center. Did I say that? Okay, it's at the Beach Church. Sorry about that. The Beach Church is right next to the dollar store on the main one of the main drags in Beach there. Did I say the Beach Community Center? Can't believe it. Must be losing my mind. All right, early in the morning of December 7th, 1941, Japanese submarines and, and carrier-based airplanes attacked the U.S. Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor and nearby military airfields also were attacked. Eight American battleships and 13 other naval vessels were sunk or badly damaged. Almost 200 American aircraft were destroyed and approximately 3,000 Naval and military personnel were killed or wounded. This this was what caused America to enter World War II. But after the attack, a Japanese admiral named Yamamoto He's the one that planned the attack. He said, I'm afraid that we we have awoken a sleeping giant. That was my desire tonight, to wake up the giant that's within us, our potential to be the very best for God, for others, and even for ourselves. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all all your might. And he wasn't talking about video games. He was talking about good things. Every successful person that's successful at anything has not wasted their life. Lord Jesus, tonight I pray that this practical program will help people certainly spiritually, but in every way, their family, God, in every in every area of their life. Lord, I pray there's some decisions that are being made right now. People are going to get rid of some things. They're going to delete some things. They're going to prioritize their life. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Pastor Bob, pastors of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Ben, my pleasure, my honor that you would listen tonight. Glad you did. Uh, Wake up. God bless. Wait a minute. My, I just got a text saying, say hi to Grandma. My mom is listening right now. Hi, Mom. The uh, She's in the hospital in Bismarck. 
she is a great mom, always has been, and I love her, and I love you, Mom, with everything. And my, I think my son is maybe holding the phone up to her so she can listen. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.